In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna welcome you to the IndieCast. Exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen, Zach Romero, both here with you uh, for a uh, an especially spooky episode today. Uh, because we have uh, what I would definitely say, Zach, I think you would agree. Seven years ago when we started, uh, we always talked about all roads lead to Chikara. Yes, uh, that's and true. a lot of the amazing talent that were part of Chikara at that time frame. And we uh, we had definitely a list of people that we've always wanted to have on. And somehow, some way, we got uh, probably one of our biggest ones uh, to agree to be on the episode with us in perfect time for the season. Because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have joining us today the one and only Hollow Wicked is on the line with us. Hollow Wicked, welcome to the IndieCast. Thank you both, Zach. Chad, a big all glory Nas Maldun to each of you, and thank you for having me. Definitely. Well, all glory indeed. Well, uh, so we start every uh, episode the same way we uh, run what's called the lightning round. Normally, we have uh, five questions that we ask to uh, get rid of some of the typical dumb podcast questions that you hear for all the ones that you've probably ever been on. Um, and then from there, usually by about question three, it completely falls off the rails. Uh, but at this time, I will be honest, we only have four questions uh, because Hollow Wicked, you are probably only the second or third person we've had on that has their own Wikipedia page. That's true. Uh, so uh, we don't need to we don't need to ask you who trained you and when did you debut? Because it was it's pretty obvious you are a, a major component of the uh, Russell Factory, Chikara Russell Factory's first uh, class from 2002. And you were trained by Mike Quackenbush and Reckless Youth uh, is the information on wikipedia correct with that it that, with is that. accurate okay. wikipedia is accurate on that for for once wikipedia is completely <laughs> accurate we'd love that so, that book of lies I, i'll tell you <laughs> definitely you are it, not wrong sir it, it so. scored one it's got one of the countless uh miscues and, and incorrect information it scored one so yes no uh, doubt it'll be edited out directly after this <laughs> yes say i was trained by doink the clown <laughs> well at, i mean at the power plant I was gonna say that. Well, yes, and how many, plan. how many uh, different doinks have there ever been? So I think everyone's been trained by doink a little bit uh, in their own exactly. magical way. But anyways, lightning round. Uh, Chad, are you going to be uh, holding the reins on this? I sure will, and I will uh, jump right to question two if I could. Uh, what is your first wrestling memory? First wrestling memory, I have to say. Probably that Raw era, uh, 93, 94. I'm terrible with dates, so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Ray Ryan when Doink was there. Uh, one, two, three, kid, Razor. Uh, that era, I, I, like I said, I'm a terrible wrestling fan. I cannot remember a date for my life. Uh, but I remember seeing the one, two, three, kid being blown away and just wanting to know everything I possibly could about wrestling. Okay, That's very nice. I don't think there's going to be a very doink team. Yeah, I was going to say. They're, okay they're not all? Very no, doink I thought it was the theme might, of this podcast. This is not a turn, Doink the Clown podcast. It okay. might turn that way by this episode. Give us time. Uh, let it be. 
Uh, question number three of the lightning round. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Candy disgusts me. Be, be really? quite frank. Yes. Uh, I understand it's heavily associated with, with the holiday, Halloween. I, I won't eat candy. It's disgusting. I'm all for rot. Let's not get that okay. twisted. If you want to rot your teeth out, no problem with me. But you're not going to see me eating any candy. Okay. I was going to assume it was going to be Doink brand blow pops, but that's my mistake. That's fine. Is there or such there, a thing? There can be. There can be. It's 2020. It could just be the Doink ice cream, you know, the ice cream, because he was on the ice cream parts, I think. Did they make a Doink? I think they did. Let me see. I'll, I'll Google it while, while yeah. Chad asks the next question. Don't Please. look on Google. Wikipedia. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so opinion, opinion question here. Uh, the movie A Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? It is a Christmas movie and thus trash. Okay. okay. Wow. De- very I, definitive on that one. So there, There's no question about it. Are they even talking about Halloween in that movie? Well, I, I think there's a passing now. song or two. I feel like they're really just kind of brushing over Halloween in favor <laughs> of Christmas, and I, I'm not too happy about it. Okay. Well, so you're suggesting it was not so much a Halloween town as it was more of a... Halloween cul-de-sac, perhaps. Well, it was a Halloween town. I'm not. I'm not going to argue that. But they didn't seem very interested in Halloween once they found out about Christmas. Oh, that's true. They didn't kind of throw it out the, out the, to the wayside yeah. once Christmas came along. Unacceptable. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. uh, final question of the lightning round, and uh, probably my favorite one. Uh, I can't wait to hear this one. Marvel or DC, and why? Well, I know. <laughs> We talked about Mr. Mixaplex before the, the start of the record. That's true. Uh, did. That's misleading. I know next to nothing about comics. Uh, neither DHC nor, nor Marvel. Uh, I just, for some reason, people who are into comics are pretty naturally drawn to me. So I know about comics. I'm just not interested in them. Okay. And don't yes, before you ask, I am Googling if Doink the Clown ever appeared in a Marvel or DC comic. I'm not seeing anything. He must have had like an image spinoff or something, right? (laughs) Very gritty in the 90s. It was very gritty. I mean, I thought WWE had a comic book for a little while. So I I know WCW, I know WCW did. Um, So, but uh, about a gritty reboot of Doink the Clown. I, well, I mean, he was he was pretty dark. There was evil Doink. Like, I think a gritty reboot. No one can no one deep fake Doink onto Pennywise from the recent It remakes. Can we not do that? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> can, can we get can we get one? I, I, do we have to talk to one Mr. Uh, Jesse Long who is making some deep fakes for us from Team Hammerfist to make that happen? Because uh, I think we should do that. Uh, so, hello, uh, Wicked. Thank you. You made it through the lightning round uh, successfully. Well done. As I, I feel like I went too uh, quick. Should, well, it's lightning fast. Drawing that out longer? No, that's the whole idea. It's the lightning <laughs> I mean, oh, okay. I mean, if you've got a soapbox you really got to get on about Doink the Clown or Ice Cream Bars or Nightmare for Christmas, I mean, feel free, but I think yeah. you did wonderfully. Uh, if I got a soapbox, uh, or you, you mentioned It, I think It True. Chapter 2 was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Okay, really? so, now, did you see it? So let's, let's back this, tr- this trolley up here. Let's go. So, are you a particular fan of the 90s one with Tim Curry? Absolutely love it. Okay. The book, absolutely love it. That, that second movie was a comedy. Mm. 
I don't think you could argue. The tone, the pacing, that, that was a comedy movie. Hmm. Is it uh, Richie's getting attacked in the basement by an old woman who turns into a monster, and they start playing, what's the song? They played it in Deadpool, which I should know nothing about, but I do. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm sure it's on Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm Googling as quickly as I can. You're, you're, we're working our Google foo as best we can on this one here, so... Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think. Of, the only song I can think of from Deadpool is uh, Salt and Pepper's. Uh, no, no, Salt Angel Pepper's of the Morning. Sh- there you go. Okay. Yes. What place did that that song have in that particular moment? Where this man's about to be puked on by some sort of monster, and they're playing Angel of the Morning. That's true. Yeah, I was just saying. That's a little uh, a little off. So what was so what did you like better? What now? I, I I have strong feelings on the Tim Curry version, but I'm interested to hear. So what? Why did you like the Tim Curry version so much? What is it about the Tim Curry version other other than Tim Curry? I mean, obviously Tim Curry, I think, is amazing in that. But um, what what are your thoughts on the the original miniseries? Yeah, Tim Curry carries that movie. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Probably the uh, the biggest part of it is my age when I saw it. It was terrifying. I, I've never gone back to revisit it. It would probably be worse than chapter two of the current one. Right. But I'm not going to do that to myself. Yeah, I highly recommend you don't. Because, <laughs> yeah, watching back, it definitely... Uh, Tim Curry is still amazing, but the, the rest of it, uh, it needs some help. And might, part of it might be casting for me, um, if for nothing more than, like, seeing the judge from Night Court in, in there is... You didn't buy him as a as a comedian slash like you know TV guy. Like, like I, I mean, I guess sort of, but I because I because I connect him to such like one character, it's hard to like think of it any other way. So I don't know why that was just John was, Ritter as like the John Foxy Ritter. architect didn't do it. for Yeah, you. well, that one that one definitely didn't do it Handsome for me. Ben no. Haskin. Yeah. <laughs> so so now my question is: so you were outraged understandably by it chapter two there's been a lot of like rumors and like oh about stephen king helping to make an it chapter three which would obviously be moving beyond what the book you know kind of made as its main narrative point and all that stuff so is that automatic like anger coming from you or are you willing to kind of like see where it goes i'm willing to see where it goes if there's a leak and it chapter three is a gritty reboot of Dwayne the Clown. Oh, there, yeah, okay. Then that's <laughs> him in the that's... role of Pennywise, but they just call him Doink. He's no longer Pennywise. <laughs> right. I'm willing to forgive all sins. Well, I mean, you know, when it comes to jump scares, having a bucket full of confetti and or water, I don't know if you get bigger than that. At some point, did you get to pull off his own arm and beat somebody with it? Because that, that definitely tell me that, that would move tickets. I, I mean, yeah, or whatever they sell for movies these days. Right, Stre- okay. streaming agreements, I guess. Streaming I'm... agreements. Yeah, there you go. I'm all in. I, all right, well, listen up, Stephen King. I know you listen to this podcast, particularly those episodes. So <laughs> let's make that happen. Well, one thing I'm I'm all in on, but have not been able to sign up for yet is uh is uh, nasmaldoon.com. Um, 
so I, I'm very interested in why it is so selective and how does the snake mother decide who gets to be part of Nazmaldun.com? Listen, snake mother is a mysterious being. I don't pretend to understand her. She's got methods that they're beyond me. So she lets in who she lets in. She keeps out who she keeps out. She's never been wrong. She designed a beautiful website. Uh, top of the line. It's never gone down. 99.99% uptime. She's a genius. So for me to go to her and say, hey, why, why did you let this guy in? Why did you let this girl out? It, it, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't dream of it. I that mean, would be that would be gutsy to, to, to face her down like that. So, so you, uh, you missed the sign-up window, I'm guessing? I've missed a couple sign-up windows now, sadly. So, <laughs> uh, There's more keep, coming. Don't worry. Good. Are, are there any teasers on what signing up gets you exactly? I'm interested to know, like, well, well, what's up? Into the good graces of Snake Mother. Oh, of course. Yeah, you 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 get on Snake Mother's good side if she likes you. Uh, so so far, all we've done is we we've had uh, those who were allowed in. They've been able to submit questions. We're going to be doing a Q and A on the uh, the Arcade of Terror, and uh, the winner, uh, whoever submits the best question, the most interesting question, will win an undisclosed prize that they may return. Okay. Wait, is it one prize that everyone gets to share? Like, you know? oh, there's one prize, only one winner. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. So they got to come up with some darn good questions, or Snake Mother will swallow them whole. Who knows right. what could Snake happen? Snake Mother, yeah. no. These people submitted all their vital information. I know what blood type these people have. That's right. So, so they're not going to so, call Snake Mother. Trust so me. it's not so much a, a a swallowing of one whole. It's more of uh, Snake Mother will uh, dox the crap out of these people and put their business all over the internet. Oh no, Snake Mother doesn't play like that. She'll, okay, she'll show up to your house. Oh, oh no. We're counting kidneys. We know how many kidneys these people have. <laughs> We're counting. Now that's a tagline for a website. You We're counting kidneys. kidneys. Yeah. So now we, gotta, we know exactly how many we can take. And keep you alive. Wow. <laughs> okay. Snake Mother will have you waking up in a bathtub full of ice in a hotel yeah. room in Poughkeepsie. If she's so. feeling generous. Oh, <laughs> So, well, you actually mentioned the Arcade of Terror. Uh, tell everybody who doesn't have the chance, uh, maybe has not subscribed to uh, Internet Wrestling TV yet. Or, uh, pardon me, Independent Wrestling TV, Internet Wrestling TV. Good gracious. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, there, there went our commercial opportunity right yeah, there. Yeah, that's done. Yeah. Um, so uh, for, for independent wrestling TV, uh, tell everybody a little bit about, about the Arcade of Terror. Arcade of Terror. We're doing a video game, horror video game review segment. You know, I'm not able to wrestle right now. It, it's reckless and irresponsible for me to be out there in front of crowds. Uh, so we decided this little project so we can spread the word of Nas Maldun safely from the comfort of Sleepy Hollow. We've got a video segment on IWTV. Uh, like I said, we're reviewing horror video games. Only the the best and most popular ones, most relevant ones. For the people, that's it. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. So, uh, Zach, Zach, let me ask you, because um, I know a couple of these games. I don't know all of them, so I'm interested. These are the ones that have been reviewed so far. Um, it has been... Uh, uh, Tecmo's Deception, Invitation Classic. to Darkness, um, Haunting, starring Poltergeist. That one, catches, I don't, I don't know that one, but I'm interested in looking that one up. 
This one I do know, and I used to love this game. Splatterhouse 3. Instant classic. And definitely an instant classic. And Zombie eight, uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Another classic. Now, I was going to say, Zombies Ate My Neighbors definitely speaks to me on a deep spiritual level. And uh, okay. anybody who's known what I've looked like for the past all of my life, uh, Zeke in that game it definitely influenced me at a young age. Like, blonde, spiky hair, 3D glasses, black t-shirt with a skull on it. Like, that's been just my go-to, like, default look for most of my existence. I'm sorry, um, you, wore, you wore 3D glasses? I have on several occasions, yeah. Uh, giant doofus is what I, I'm, I'm often known as. Um, <laughs> but my question to you, uh, oh great and powerful Hollow Wicked, is what is the earliest horror game that you remember playing as a young creature? Like, what's the nostalgia one for you? Is it, you know, are we talking a Castlevania game? Are we talking, you know, a particularly horrifying boss? Like, what's the early video game uh, horror moment for you? Absolutely, you you guessed it. Castlevania at two. Yeah, I think the two was the one that changed from day to night, every thirty yes. seconds. Yes, yes, Simon's yeah. Quest. Yeah, yeah, Simon's Quest, Castlevania two. Uh, that that's it. I love that game. Beat it back and forth a hundred times, which is impressive because that game's not easy. None of them really are super easy, but that one, especially with the day to night transition thing, got really really tricky. Um. So the fact that you've been able to uh, beat it into submission, particularly impressive. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, th- I feel like that was the one you c- you could you had some chance of getting through. Well, I, don't I think I've say, ever beaten another one since. I I'm a dirty cheater, and I've played <laughs> through uh, Castlevania Four for Super Nintendo uh, on a system that allowed for save states. So I, as, as far as the game system is concerned. I'm the greatest Castlevania player who's ever played because I've never lost a life and I'm perfect. But in reality, I'm a big cheater, cheater pants and every, and I'll move across the screen like three inches and then save and then move across the screen three inches and save. So, uh, so kudos to you for being able to, uh, truly best a Castlevania game and not, you know, uh, cheat your hinder off like I do. Sometimes you got to work uh, smarter instead of harder, right? That's what I'm. That's what I'm striving for. Now, is there a is there a horror game that you particularly, absolutely just don't get or didn't ever want to have anything to do with? Is there like a particular like, were you ever interested in like Silent Hill or Resident Evil or you know, any of the Adams Family games on oh, on any Was there was there ones that you were just like, this is not for me? So I did play Fester's Quest, didn't understand what was going on. I didn't have much background on what the Adams family was at the time. Well, uh, I don't uh, think that would have helped, though. I was just going to say, spoiler, yeah. wouldn't have helped. You could have been the, the greatest mind for the Adams family ever, would not have helped. That, that really? game's a disaster. I wonder when, what happened there. Did someone know. see the Adams family and then make that game? It, that game is built. If for anyone who doesn't know, Fester's Quest is like if. It's like if there was like a telephone game and the first person knew a little bit about the Adams family. <laughs> and by the, like the time the eighth person in line had heard some vague sort of like nebulous kind of half of an idea about what Adams family could be, they were the game designer. They were like, well, this is what I heard. So I don't know. Laser gun, I guess. That's fine. That's in there. This bald guy's here. I don't know who he is. Like, yeah, that's it's it's rough. 
probably the best description of that game I've ever heard. <laughs> thank you, you, thank you. I'll update you the really, Wikipedia. Uh, you really feel like you really feel like they had the, uh, another game designed and then just like plug festers like maybe right into it. Maybe that's maybe. that's the other guess I have. The only plausible explanation. But but that's also want to go with that other game that like space game or whatever it could have been that they made Fester's Quest into. Also terrible. So they don't get off the hook that easy. Right. You know, it's like, oh, this is garbage that we've made. What if we put Fester in it? Like, no, nope, still garbage. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, that, that leads me to another, uh, I, I have another spicy hot take. But, uh, Chad, do you have any other um, horror video game related questions to ask? I, I'm actually interested to know uh, if we can get a teaser of uh, for the next uh, episode of Arcade of Terror or something in the future. If you, What other games do you have in mind? Or... Uh, what might be coming up next uh, that people can look forward to on IWTV? Uh, maybe not on IWTV. Uh, I'll still be okay. releasing episodes there, but I'm, I'm trying to branch out and get some live streams going on twitch.tv. Oh, Very nice. Start a page there. Uh, plan my, my plan is to play through Resident Evil 1 to start. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Very nice. So there's your teaser, everybody. So, Zach, what's your... What's your uh, spicy hot take you're, you want to go for? So we touched on a little bit earlier about horror films and, and what makes a good horror film and all that. And so literally just this week, um, Forbes had reported that uh, Broadband Choices, which I guess is a comparison tool, um, put together what they called a science of scare project where they measured um, heartbeats per minute in 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 a small group of people watching um, a ton of horror movies. And so they claim that through science, the uh, scariest films of all time are Sinister, which was made in 2012, Insidious, The Conjuring, Hereditary, Paranormal Activity, It Follows, The Conjuring 2, The Babadook, The Descent, and The Visit. Those are the top 10 scariest films of all time, according to science. Now, I would like to know, introducing that uh, information to the group here, Hollow Wicked, I would love to hear your initial reaction in hearing that Sinister, starring Ethan Hawke, is the scariest film that was ever made. I mean, that, that journalist should be put in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it, I don't disagree with you, but please continue. They're measuring it, how you said, based on heartbeats per minute? Right. Yes. So as well, soon as that was introduced into the equation, I said, oh, so we're basing it on jump scares then. Exactly. You gotta have a, the, a jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You can, you can do one every five seconds. The, the crowd's going to go nuts. It's, it's spectacular, but it's, it's nonsense. The, I mean, what else could be said about Hollow Wicked that you can't add philosopher on top of it? That is That's profound. Right. And completely true. That said, there's some, good mo- there's some good films on that list. Yes, agreed. It follows Hereditary Baba Duke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything else, I think, is exactly as you described, just jump scare after jump scare, unless I've, I'm mistaken. Oh, I completely agree. And and the fact, you know, 
as soon as I heard it was heartbeats per minute, I was like, hmm, seems pretty <laughs> sus. And then when they were like, yep, one of the top ten is paranormal activity, I was like, oh, well, we're done here. Like, yeah. throw it at, listen, this is art, science cannot be used to measure art. Wow. Again, the put that in, put that in the mountain. That is print it. very print profound. It. Put on a t-shirt. I, hey, we can do that. Um, Hashtag why said that on shirt. So let's let's bounce off of this then. Let's look at the opposite uh, then. Oh, and by the way, just in case anyone who is a horror fan just wants to get real irked, um, uh, according to this uh, findings, modern horror movies performed much better than the classics, while movies like The Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre might be considered, quote-unquote, better horror movies. They didn't scare study participants nearly as much as the modern flicks did. So, with that little on the way out, let's discuss Hollow Wicked. What would you consider a truly great horror film? That's easy. The Shining. Okay. This I can get into. All right. How many jump scares you got in that? Uh, I'm not going to say zero. Well, I was going to say, Jack Nicholson jumping out and axing Scatman Crothers, I would say, is kind of jump scary. That's fair. But even then, it's not done in a uh, mean-spirited way. It's not like you're, expe- you're tense and there's suspense and then, oops, Pop-Tarts came out of the toaster and, and a little poop came out of you. It's, it's <laughs> built in a way of like, oh, no, this is genuinely scary. Yes. Um, so, okay, so with that being said, if your example of a great horror film is The Shining, I ask you, how much of the weird conspiracies and theories about the meaning of The Shining film do you believe or are at least open to? Uh, I don't know that I necessarily subscribe to any of them. But okay. knowing that people have put that much effort into piecing these theories together, that makes that film so much more interesting. The, I agree with that. The one about the, the whole thing being a confession of, about faking the moon landing, that's brilliant. <laughs> yes. are, are you familiar with this one? Yeah. Well, as soon as uh, Danny wore the Apollo sweater, I think that was all we needed to, to know. There's and more that, to it. There's, there's a lot well, more to it. Of course. And the 230, room 237... Instead of room, uh, what is it, 217 in the book, it's 237 because the Earth is 237 million light years away from the moon or whatever it is. Ah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm destroying it, I'm sure. I'm, I'm performing a Canadian destroyer on this theory, and I apologize. <laughs> well, you, can, you can never remember the details of these theories because when you're listening to them, they sound so credible. And, and then 15 minutes later, you, you have no idea what that person was talking about. <laughs> you're like, wait, uh, what? Yeah. Uh, there's another one about about the the film being uh, an analogy. That, that might be re- the wrong word. An analogy for manifest destiny and the genocide of Native Americans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You familiar with this one? No. Okay. No, tell, tell us more, though, please. It just it's been years since I've seen this, and and like I said, I, the details go out of your head immediately. Of course, as good but theories do. Just. I don't know where you could find this. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Uh, just parts of the film, the, the elevator, 
coming out of the ground, the blood being the blood of the Native Americans. There's all kinds of stuff with the advertising of the of the film that at the time didn't make any sense. But if you put it into context of this, it seems like that's exactly what it's talking about. Okay. Okay. Kubrick was a complicated man, I'm sure. Uh, we'll probably never know what he was talking about. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is uh, the fact that Kubrick was revered as, like, such a detail-oriented mm. director that even if, like, he happened to oopsie-daisy on set one day, nobody gives him that as an out. It's always like, well, it had to mean something. Like, Who's going to question it? Right, but, like, I know that there's, like, two different typewriters that Jack Torrance uses in the movie, and, like, if it was any other director, it would be like, whoops, somebody yeah. in the props yeah. department goofed that day. Absolutely. But because it's Kubrick, it's like, ah, but what if when it's the red typewriter, it's actually a pretend story that Jack Torrance is writing and that The Shining doesn't really exist. It's actually just a story. And that's why there's Grady twins when in the beginning, the guy who owns the hotel tells them that the Grady sisters were two different ages, but Jack Torrance, and I'm like, oh my, or maybe the typewriter's a different color. Maybe they goofed that day and they changed the... It changed the, the, the prop that day. That, that's the genius of someone who so thoroughly mines the corners of their films that you don't know what's, what's a mistake. That's true. The genius. That's very... so, so, so let's dive further into horror movies here since it is the Halloween season. So what type of horror movies tickle your fancy the most, Halloween? I will watch anything. I, if it's trash, if it's a brilliant masterpiece, uh, the only thing I, I don't care for these these jump scare Canadian destroyer fest. They're not I mean, interesting. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Uh, what do you, so you want? Go what's ahead. your favorite? What's your favorite trash one? Like, uh, Ooh, uh, like you know. Well, I'm not going to call Evil Dead Two trash. Don't get me wrong, but it's not it's not The Shining, right? Well, no, I love I Evil mean, Dead. I'm, I'm sure if you know Kubrick had the same budget and. Uh, there would be times where the camera's panning and you can see where the set literally ends and that the stage lights begin. Uh, no, I love Evil Dead too. That's a that's an excellent film. Let me tell you, have you ever seen the film Demon Wind? <laughs> no. Is that is that like the I, alternate uh, title for the happening? Can I briefly pause real quick here? <laughs> Zach Romero, there's a horror movie out there that you haven't you haven't I know, seen yet. I know. Uh, shocking. I'm off my game. I apologize. <laughs> that's okay, but I'm just surprised. So, but no, please tell us more about Demon Wind. I, Demon Wind, I guess... uh, story's not much. It's it's uh, a man going back to investigate the the murder of his grandparents. And, and, you know, everyone in town says, don't go to the house. It's haunted, it's haunted. And, of course, the house is possessed by a cult that was trying to raise a demon, uh, which I can relate to. But, <laughs> that said, there, there are scenes... The, the exterior set of this house is it's just a wall. It's like a collapsed building and all that's left is a wall. But they're, they're shooting the demons trying to come in the house from the exterior where you just see it's a wall. There's nothing but a wall. <laughs> and they f- contrast that with the people inside. They're clearly inside a building trying to fight the demons off. So, uh, gentlemen, I don't want to be accused of hyperbole, but I'm looking at the IMDb listing for 1990s Demon Wind. That was 1990? And uh, I'm looking at this poster, 
and I've never wanted to watch something so much in my entire life that <laughs> looking at Demon Wind right now. This I, looks amazing. If you have an hour and a half free time, I recommend it. Like I said, terrible movie. I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow again. That This looks amazing. Apparently it was ger- made in Germany, apparently. Uh, I can see that. The, the, set, <laughs> the set's very German. Uh, there's there's a I, martial arts demonstration for no reason. Yes, go on. <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't say no reason. Because that, that does come back into play later when there's a guy karate kicking demons. Okay, all right, I'm sold. I'm sold, you've struck gold, I'm sold. <laughs> it, it has my recommendation, my full recommendation. I will update the, the IMDb to reflect that. Um, it's got a five. It's got a five star out of ten. So it's not. I've watched much worse. So, <laughs> what's the worst movie you? The worst horror film you've seen? <sighs> Spookly the Square Pumpkin. Uh, that's Spookly the Square Pumpkin is pretty bad. <laughs> um, not heard of that one. It's a children's. Uh, animated Halloween film and it's uh, real bad. Um, good question. I mean, I've said I usually said Dead in Breakfast was usually my answer, which was like a really just blech kind of horror movie. But it really it really stuck in my craw because on the cover it was like, oh, it's America's version of Shaun of the Dead, and I just couldn't. Oh. That was just screaming in my brain as I'm watching this just bland, forgettable film. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. Let me uh, let me think on that. Um, Eighty nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety was a magical time that I don't think will ever be recreated. Okay, so that film. that leads me to another question I have. Uh, so perfect segue, Hollow Wicked. I couldn't. We couldn't have planned this better as a segue. So in the 80s and early 90s, the slasher film was at an all-time high. That was absolutely the pinnacle of what was making money in horror films. You had Freddy, you had Jason, you had Michael, the Hellraiser movies. You had a thousand ripoffs and spoofs. Um, Slashers were where it was at. Since then, we're, you know, God help us, 30 years after the fact, um... And now slasher films are almost to the point of just like parody and that's it. Um, where do you think, what, in your opinion, what do you think kind of fell off? What do you think, why did slasher movies slip? Why are they just sort of a punchline now? I think maybe because the real world became a hellscape. The, no one's <laughs> afraid of a slasher anymore. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. It's a cutoff. What's the last good year? 1992. I think. Uh, yeah. Everything there, downhill, terrifying. Who's, who's going to be afraid of a, a guy in a hockey mask? I, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, also didn't help that, uh, you know, some of those, those uh, franchises really went off the rails. Yes. I would, say, uh, credibility. I, I would say you're not, you're not wrong there. Yeah, weren't Zach? Weren't you the one that told me that for some of the uh, Hellraiser movies that they had other horror movies that they just you know, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. At a cut certain out. point, the scripts were for other movies that were unrelated to Hellraiser, and the production companies were like, "Well, this will never make money, so let's just 
called Doug Bradley and put him in the makeup, and now it's a Hellraiser movie, and that's not a great way to do business. They, they fester quest, festers question. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. They went, wait a minute. What a, what a wonderful callback that was. What, what are they well going to figure out? This, this doesn't work. Yeah, that's, that's an excellent point. Uh, Chad, uh, you ha- we did our research for this episode. Because, we uh, did. So, uh, uh, please, uh, ask your question. Please, yeah, you recently tweeted about uh, an elevated C4 being hit successfully in the 80s cult film Night of the Demons. Speaking of uh, 80s horror movies, uh, is seeing wrestling move, uh, moves in films or shows something that, gener- that you generally struggle with? No, I love it. It's, it's incredible. I... <laughs> I, I almost lost my mind when I saw that uh, super top rope C4 to a demon. I I, I really feel like this could open up a, a, a <laughs> like if Hollow Wicked can really kind of almost be Elvira and just sort of share with us uh, wrestling showing up organically in horror films. Because obviously anything with like Roddy Piper, that's off the table. But if it's True. just random Night of the Demons and someone's hitting an unbelievable finish, um, I think the world needs to know. Absolutely. I would love nothing more. I, I've been going over these movies with a fine-tooth comb. I'm going to find every single one of them. I know The Hills Have Eyes. There's a, a very clean body slam in that one. Excellent. Excellent. I'm going to find them all, though. And I, I'm, I'm going to tweet I, at the actor, even though they don't, they don't retweet it, they don't like it, they don't follow it back. <laughs> Billy Gallo. <laughs> Billy Gallo, obviously very puzzled at that tweet. But I thought it was still uh, very good-natured of you to uh, to give the shout-out to him. I was trying to give the guy props. And, you know, it's not a guy with a little ton of followers. He's trying to run some sort of acting school. Hey, give this guy a little bump. Nothing. Well, maybe maybe uh, there could be a wrestling school, acting school sort of crossover thing happening. I'm going to... Maybe a DM to Billy Gallo is, uh, is in <laughs> order. It? Yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think I think Billy Gallo needs to needs to be on the Arcade of Terror. I think that's what this. Oh, really that would be about. a dream. So, have there been any other good good wrestling moves in in horror movies and like? He's taken out Piper, so obviously that takes out like probably one of still my favorite fight scenes in the world, oh. which is the, the fight scene from from They Live. Classic, but, uh, classic. Which is which is amazing, but get. It, and yeah, I know you mentioned a body slam. Uh, can you think of any other uh, any other good uh, wrestling moves in horror movies? And, uh, so I maintain that in Scream, I think it's the first Scream, Ghostface attempts to do a, a senton on someone. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that is... Who is chasing someone in the garage, and he tries to do a flip senton onto them. It doesn't come anywhere close, but it, the, the attempt was there. That's true. Yeah, I was going to say, we recently rewatched Scream, and in the, like, it's kind of come back full circle, because when it first came out, it was revolutionary to have a horror film that calls out other horror films. And then, like, everybody wanted to do that. We became very postmodern and ironic. But now it's kind of come back around again of, like, oh, it's it's kind of being revolutionary all over again. Um, and I think part of that is, like, Wes Craven wanted there to be like a real tangible human element to Ghostface, and by that I mean everybody and their mother beats the balls off a of Ghostface in that movie. Like people throw stuff at him, like yeah. 
He gets like just you know everyone like starts swinging. No one's like, oh no! Everyone's like, all right, square up, Ghostface, let's go. Like, and I think that was kind of intended to be like, oh, it's not like Jason who's unstoppable. This is clearly still a dude in a mask uh, with a voice changer for the phone. Um, but when you go back and watch it now, not having that context, and it's just like, oh, this is another horror franchise. You watch, you're like. Does Ghostface owe everybody money? Why are they all so <laughs> mean to him? Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some wrestling moves hidden. If Jamie uh, Jamie Kennedy doesn't try to drop like you know the the blockbuster people's elbow on Ghostface at some point or something like that, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> this is a great observation. Uh, I'm gonna go back and watch and see what kind of moves he takes. Right? Yeah. He, <laughs> Ghostface is there to make everybody look good. He's gonna yeah, put everybody over big. Got to make the the faces look strong. That's right. <laughs> yes, got to make Matthew Lillard look good in the in the early nineties. Uh, oh, Matthew before, Lillard could do no wrong in the early nineties. He's okay. I I would normally bring Luna on here so that she could ramble about it, but uh, the the combination of uh, Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard was just uh, you know the peanut butter and chocolate of its day in terms of uh, uh, <laughs> young male actors uh, for that film. Um, I, I miss a lot of uh, the dialogue in their scenes just because I can hear Luna just ascending onto another plane of his existence uh, when they're both <laughs> camera. Um, but uh, so other than uh, Demon Wind, I did want to ask if there were any other, since again, we're in the Halloween season here, whether it's a hellscape or not, we are in the Halloween season. Are there any other um, horror films that you would recommend somebody cozy up on the on the couch for and watch uh, this this October the thirty first. Other than Demon Wind from nineteen ninety, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't recommend normal people watch Demon Wind. That's very for a very specific audience. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're a newbie, watch the classics. Watch The Shining. Watch The Exorcist. Watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Do not watch It Chapter Two. Okay. <laughs> if I could go uh, back up on that soapbox and talk about a non-horror movie, ooh, let me tell you the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, it's Suicide Squad. Okay. So, so I'm going back to this uh, DC Marvel. So Marvel wins yeah. by default because this this film was made. Wowzers! Okay. So what what is it about? And and don't get me wrong. I probably am not going to disagree with anything you're about to say, but what was it about uh, this particular incarnation of Suicide Squad, since there's obviously the new one coming out pretty soon, uh, that makes it the worst movie ever made? I can tell you the exact moment I turned that film off. So I've never even seen the end of it. I don't know what happens. Uh, You're not missing much. It gets pretty bad. Maybe you can fill me in. Actually, the believe it or not, uh, I'm reading here on Wikipedia, the last 15 minutes of Suicide Squad actually the last 15 minutes of demon wind so maybe uh, you need to go back and give them together <laughs> yeah i guess i guess that's, that's what the it, only yeah. thing that could save that movie so uh, i i think it's the joker shows up on a helicopter he's trying to yes. rescue harley quinn who's just taking her time walking toward him who what's the what's the the good guy liaison he's like the just like a swat guy uh flag captain yeah, yeah, colonel flag colonel flag, flag. Yeah. So he's got a device on his arm that will instantly kill them, right? Right. He's trying to use this to instantly kill Harley Quinn. Right? Yeah. Correct. I, I didn't misunderstand this. He wants to kill her in that moment. Right. But the thing doesn't work. 
but the guy's got an M16 in his hand. <laughs> Did he forget yeah. how to use it? No, I can't I... forgive that. I was going to say, that's, that's... Well, here's what's interesting to me. The fact that you hate this film, that it's the worst film you've ever seen, and you're not a comic book guy. Yeah, I don't know why I was even watching it. So, <laughs> that, that like, transcends. That's, that's, a, that's what another level of poor filmmaking. If someone who isn't even, like, just someone coming in at a clean slate can go, this is garbage, goodbye, that's very impressive. I mean, now, you I... could put that in any film. Someone with a motive to kill someone, attempting to kill them with one way, has a, a completely viable other way to kill them and just doesn't do it? Who wrote that? That, that? Zack that Snyder? Zack Snyder write that? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who did that. No, but I'm, I'm actually very interested because, this, uh, interestingly that you mentioned Zack Snyder, because obviously the Snyder cut is being a big thing for uh, the Justice League movie. Apparently the director of this movie is saying that he had a similar problem that Zack Snyder did, okay. where they changed what his original vision of the movie would be. Do do you think that if they had gone with the vision of the original director to make a darker, um, less comedic type of movie, do you think that could have helped at all? Or do you think just based off of, you know, that scene alone possibly still being there, it still makes it would still possibly make it the worst movie ever made. I, I think any change to it could be an improvement. If that scene's in the movie, I'm out. That's fair. Okay. Also, if, that's a real challenge. If if he can come up with a scene that explains why that happened, he's a, he's the greatest director of all time. Right. He, he moves okay. right above Kubrick. <laughs> that's all he's got to do. That's all he's got to do. I'll, I'll say, I'm Just willing to say that because it cannot be done. Okay. Explain why Flag did not just blow her head off with with the weapon with in a gun head. with a gun he the has gun in two hands trained to use his entire life probably. Now, he's gonna keep trying to push that button on his wrist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that is wonderful. I <laughs> so uh, what, you, you, I said I was only gonna curse if I got real hyped. Fuck Suicide Squad. Okay. Hey, there's there's the name Across of the episode. The bridge. Right we there. did it. We did it, kids. We did Woo-hoo! it. We, our goal is achieved. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we're going to go completely off the rails on this one here. Uh, oh, we're kidding. Uh, we Are do we have currently a question. on the rails. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Clearly, I think clearly, we, when 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 we announced Hollow Wicked was going to be on our show, everyone was like, "Can't wait to hear his Zack Snyder movie making uh, uh, takes." <laughs> clearly, that's like what film critique. Yes, that's what we were that's expecting. What that's what we got. Was. Everyone goes home happy. So, uh, but we do have a question we do have to ask every guest here uh, for us. It is the Trevin Adams memorial question, even though Trevin is very much alive and well. Uh, the question goes thusly. Uh, Hello, Wicked, it is uh, late at night. You've uh, had uh, a wonderful set of matches. You're doing the proverbial drives, as uh, one Bob Evans used to like to say. And uh, you are hungry. Uh, and you're looking to stop to find a place to eat. It says, we'll figure this is the time before every fast food joint was open for 24 hours. And uh, you come over a hill and there is a shining beacon in front of you. Is that shining beacon a Sheets or a Wawa? Oh, I thought you said these are, these are going to be softball questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
wait till we get to some of the others. Yeah, we, we save the tough stuff for the end. That's right. Well, it, it's a nuanced answer, or you may think it's a cop-out. That's, that's fair. Uh, I'm 100% Wawa. Wawa basically hey. raised me. There you go. So I've only recent, not recently, the latter part of my life, I've eaten at Sheets. So if I'm out on the road, I want that to be a Sheets. I can get Wawa and Sleepy Hollow any day of the week. Mm. There's no Sheets in Sleepy Hollow. So. All right. Well, clearly, that's my cop out answer. Clearly, I need to move to Sleepy Hollow is what that means to me. Yeah, that's um, a, I agree. If I got to take a bullet for one of those franchises, it's Wawa. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Okay. You, you get, you get hollow wicked on your team, Mr. Romero. Yes. Yes. Romero's Wawa. I'm a Wawa yeah, he, guy through and through. And I am, and I am definitely a team sheets guy through and through. So. Which is, so which, what started that fight on that one. So, yes. So again, another chapter is, is, uh, is turned in the forever war between Sheets and Wawa. Now, uh, time out, time out. Sorry. Who, who's the guy it's a memorial question for, even though he's still alive? Yes. <laughs> so, so Trevin Adams, who works for uh, World, uh, World Wrestling Network, uh, nice guy, friend of the show, and he was on the episode, he was on the show early on, and somehow Sheets and Wawa came up, and I think half the show turned into a debate on Sheets and Wawa. And from there on, it became a question, and it's just always the Trevin Adams memorial question. Yeah, because um, he was the one who first introduced the debate to us, you know, seven years ago, and we kind of realized that it's the universal question for basically any wrestler who travels north and south in the continental United States. Right. So it's it's the greatest of equalizers, and uh, I cannot tell you, Hello Wicked, how many times we've had guests on that we were very nervous and very polite to. Uh, until we got to that question, and uh, this very important person would say sheets, and I would tell them to go to hell. So, um, though actually, Zach Romero, I do have one we may need to add into this at some point. Oh, um, that was pointed out last episode that could officially could possibly be considered the Cabana Man Dan memorial question, even though he is no, also very alive, much alive. Yes. Um, which is uh, IHOP or Waffle House? Okay. Okay. So, Hollow Wicked, what are your thoughts on... I, oh, I, I get to be the, the... Yeah, you're clearly, uh, you know, now we're introducing a whole new generation here. Uh, Waffle House, that's an easy one. I think that might not be a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle House is going to feed you 24 hours a day for about $6, and you're probably going to see a fight in the parking lot. That's true. <laughs> I have, actually have... There's, they're, the kids eat free, so kids are disgusting. I don't want to eat near them. <laughs> Again, that also could be uh, Waffle House's new tagline. Waffle House. Kids are disgusting. You don't want to eat near them. <laughs> and Commander Man Dan did also say in last week's episode that the scuzzier the uh, the chef, the better the food was going to be at, waf- at, uh, no at Waffle House. So. <laughs> that correlation. <laughs> so. All right. So other we have uh, two more questions on the docket here that are very important that we've asked a thousand people. Uh, now we've had so much fun on this episode thus far. We've, uh, we got to hear Hollow Wicked swear. Uh, we've had some spicy hot takes. Uh, we've had some very calm and collected takes like Waffle House is better. 
Um, but now it's time to really, really bum everybody out. That's right. And uh, unfortunately, in the incredible performance art known as professional wrestling that we all love, uh, we lose a lot of talent early. And so that being the case, uh, Hollow Wicked, if there's any uh, personality or performer that was uh, connected to wrestling that is no longer alive, who would you want to work with and why? Oh, man, this is a bummer. Yeah, big bummer. Ha, happy Halloween, candy, num, 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 watch some scary movies. But also, hey, some wrestlers die early. So whose ghost are you going to punch? Got to punch Savage. Okay. Now, as a follow-up, which version of Macho Man Randy Savage are we talking here? When you picture this fight between you and Ghost Macho Man, which version of Macho Man are you envisioning? Uh, sunglasses, do rag, coked out of his mind, most likely. <laughs> That's the one. So, cream, so definitely cream of the crop. Yeah, the crop and magician era. I wanted to do that promo and then pin me. Oh, uh, fair. I mean, it'll be the new finger poke of doom. It'll be the coffee creamer of doom. Fabulous. So, was that was that a terrible joke? Am I, should, should I be jettisoned into space? I'm sorry. No, I loved it. I was completely with it. Go. I was. I was quite proud of you for that one. Okay, I'm very insecure. I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, follow up question here. Um, it's about it could be more questions about dead people. No, could, could be. We'll see where it goes. We here at the IndieCast believe that every animal in nature is given. Uh, certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. Uh, giraffes have long necks, rhinos have big horns, etc., etc. Our belief is that human beings as an animal, our evolutionary trait is our ability to use tools. So that being said, Hello Wicked, if you could fight any animal, what would it be and what weapon would you use? Fight any animal with any weapon. Yes. <laughs> Am I trying to put on a good show, or I'm just trying to win? I, I mean, it's up well, to you. We've had so, we've had a variety of answers. Yeah, we've we've had everything from uh, John Davis saying he would fight a uh, bear with his bare hands um, to actually somebody you may be familiar with. Uh, one Sidney Bacabella was on the show once and uh, sure. said he would fight a uh, fight a kitten with a tack hammer because he always puts himself over to win. I mean, uh, I'm going for the night off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight an ant with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Take it home quick. <laughs> well, Halloween. This is the part of the episode where uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. Uh, let everybody know where they can find your social media, buy your merchandise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The floor oh. is yours. As they follow you on Twitch and watch your uh, horror game adventures, yes, please, please share Absolutely. with the class. Uh, probably uh, easiest way to get information uh, on Twitter. It's at go to the number two Sleepy Hollow. Go to Sleepy Hollow. Uh, anything I do, I'm going to post a link up there. Uh, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash arcade of terror, one word. And get on that uh, IWTV subscription. Check out, that's where those episodes are going to drop first. Uh, I think that's it. 
Amazing. Uh, Nasdaq.com. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yo. Sorry. Yeah. Nasdaq.com. Oh. And anger. Yeah. Yeah. There. Uh, again, follow me on Twitter. You're going to find out when we're opening enrollment on nasmaldoom.com. We're going to want all your vital information. Like I said, blood type, number of kidneys, uh, zodiac sign. We'll let you know when, when enrollment's open. It's usually only open for about an hour. That's, that's about all Snake Mother is willing to handle. So, as you said earlier, very exclusive. Yeah, I'm, I legitimately missed one by five minutes. I was really upset. Uh, <laughs> I was not pleased. Snake Mother day, makes no exceptions, so I yeah, I know. Don't That's break. okay. I understand. I, I will be watching for the next one. So well, Hollow Wicked, once again, uh it has been an absolute honor to have you on the uh on the show with us. We uh, appreciate your appearance. Uh and uh as always to all our uh, dozens and dozens, you wrestling nerds out there, thank you once again for listening to the IndieCast. Uh as always, I am Chad Allen. I am Zach Romero. And until next time, everybody, we always say Oh, oh, glory, Nazval, do! Well, hope I don't poop today. Hercules Mulligan! I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker! <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision! <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We it's are. We're touching wieners. Touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin.